It's Sunday morning, so let's start the week strong, hit the ground running with a brand new episode of the Compete Everyday Podcast and the reminder of why the easy road ain't the right one. Every day is a competition against your pride, comfort zone, fear, complacency, snooze alarms, bad habits, bad relationships, and more. This podcast is for the ambitious, willing to compete every day to make an impact in their career, health, relationships, and life. Each week, Compete Every Day founder Jake Thompson interviews leaders in business, fitness, psychology, and sports to explore what championship performers can teach us about making winning changes in life. In life. By listening today, you're deciding to start competing for your best life. That's right, we're talking easy road and why you might not want to be driving down it. If you are new to the Compete Everyday Podcast, welcome to the show. My name is Jake Thompson. I am the Chief Encouragement Officer here at Compete Every Day. I'm your host every week as we dive into ways that you can be a better competitor in your career, in your training, and in your life. See, life is a competition every single day and those of us here at this show and in this community, we believe it. We believe that we have to go out, compete, do our best, and try to win it. But we're not trying to beat other people. We're not trying to take out that coworker next door, that person that cuts you off on the highway. We're trying to take on things like our fears, our doubts, bad habits, those toxic relationships we have in our life. Everything that we interact with, we choose to consume, that we do on a day-to-day basis that move us further away from the potential we were created to live up to. The things that keep us from being who we were truly meant to be, that's what we're in competition about. That's who we're in competing against. So how can we win today? How can we be better today than yesterday? So that's what we're about here on the show. And today's show is about the easy road. Before I dive into that, I want to remind you about our community online. If you are not connected with us, please Join us, facebook.com slash groups slash compete every day. You will find a few thousand like-minded competitors, people that want to get better at their work, their workouts, and their life. You'll be encouraged that you aren't alone in having this growth mindset, this, this idea and this eye for getting better. You'll be challenged to raise the bar, to raise the standard for what's acceptable. Because in our community, good enough isn't. And so if that sounds like something you need, you need more of people like that in your life. You need more positive content to keep you going. Join us at facebook.com slash groups slash compete every day. And then if you want to get in touch with me, if you want to reach out to the show, podcast at competeeveryday.com is our email. Give us a note. It's shouldn't say hi. Give us some feedback or, or make a recommendation. We're always on the lookout for that. Now let's get into the show. I've been reading the book this month, Chase the Lion. It's by a guy named Mark Batterson, and it's a follow-up to his original book, In a Pit with a Lion on a Snowy Day. There's a lot of faith elements in the book, but it's about the idea of chasing goals, chasing dreams that are bigger than even what you initially had planned. Like the things that are within our comfort zone that we think, yeah, I'll get there. Like to start dreaming bigger and pursuing bigger. And there's a section in the book that I want to focus on today that talks about the theory of compensation. 
Batterson writes, Around the turn of the 20th century, Alfred Adler proposed the counterintuitive theory of compensation. Adler believed that perceived disadvantages often proved to be well-disguised advantages because they forced us to develop attitudes and abilities that would otherwise have gone undiscovered. It's only as we compensate for those disadvantages that we discover our greatest gifts. And I remember being just struck by that. Adler goes on to talk about, you know, history's greatest composers in Mozart and Beethoven had degenerative traces in their ears. There's certain weaknesses that we're all born with, certain disadvantages. And because of that, because we have to compensate for them, we create new abilities and attitudes that would otherwise have gone undiscovered. I mean, think about your favorite athletes in sports. For many of you, you, you may love the biggest, baddest, strongest, fastest athlete on the field. But I'm betting a lot of you cheer for a lot of underdogs. You cheer for the guys that, that are girls that had the disadvantages, that perhaps aren't the biggest, the strongest, the fastest, but they work their ass off. They're the ones that come in, do the work, and play. They don't physically look like the overpowering figure, but man, when the ball is snapped, when the whistle blows, they are rolling. See, they learn this work ethic, this drive, this consistency because growing up, maybe they didn't have the same talent as other players. I know I can credit my my attitude, my work ethic to that. I loved being challenged in sports growing up, but my coaches knew how to push my buttons. They knew that I wasn't the best athlete. And so putting other better athletes up against me forced me to outwork them. It's what slowly started developing that competitive drive of, I knew guys ahead of me and behind me were better athletes, so how was I ever going to play unless I was just putting in more work? We've talked a few times in in here about the book Grit by Angela Duckworth. And in the book, Duckworth says that talent is great. It factors into the success equation. There's, There's no denying talent is part of the story. However, your work ethic and your drive is twice as important. Talent's great, but work ethic and drive is twice as important. In my keynote, I talk about the fact that how many athletes sit at home and watch less talented athletes on TV play pro sports for millions of dollars? Thousands. Thousands of thousands. See, these athletes that are talented at home thought that their talent and their potential guaranteed their position. They felt they were entitled because of how much talent they have, but that's not the case. See, less talented players realized early on that they would never physically stand toe-to-toe with guys, and so they had to work harder. They had to be better at the basic skills. They had to be better shooters, passers, dribblers. They had to be smarter with the playbook. They knew of all the disadvantages that they had physically and talent, they had to overcome with their work ethic, their drive, and their mindset, and they did. So that brings me to you today. What are you struggling up against right now that perhaps isn't a disadvantage after all. Perhaps the disadvantage that you're constantly focused on is simply making you better. Maybe it's in your weightlifting. Maybe you're just not as natural with Olympic lifts as some other people. But you're putting in more hours practicing reps, practicing reps, practicing reps. See, doing that over time is going to pay off where you become a better lifter than someone else. Because weightlifting is all about getting consistent reps all the time. It's about getting the movements right. 
The way you get the movements right is to practice them over and over and over and over again. And so that disadvantage that you think you're losing out to someone who has more talent may actually be making you better in the long run. What about at, what about at work? I mean, a lot of times we look at work and, and it's easy for us to give excuses of what other people are doing in the office, why they have a certain job, who are they sleeping with, who do they know that I don't know. We can't compete with certain things. We can't control certain circumstances, but what we can control are our choices, our attitudes, and our actions. Our choices, our attitudes, and our actions. And so what are you going to do when facing those situations to respond correctly, to respond like a competitor? Not worrying about the things that are outside of your control, but maybe it's working harder. Maybe the disadvantage you have of not having the same network as someone else forces you to build a network to get out, to meet new people, to go to networking events, to go to professional events, to start posting more on social media and building your network and engaging people. Maybe right now the fact that you don't have the awareness that someone else is gives you the opportunity to build something even bigger over the long run. But you can't be building something bigger. You can't be improving your weightlifting. You can't be getting better at your attitude and and what will eventually become your advantage if you're constantly just worried about what you don't have, the circumstances you can't get, the skills you weren't born with, the talent you, quote, don't have. If you're always complaining about that and just using that as an excuse, you're robbing yourself of the opportunity and the energy that can be invested into getting better. So now what are you going to do to get better this week? If you're less talented than someone else that you're trying to go up against, how can you work harder and smarter? If it's about your career and you don't have certain connections or skill sets, what can you do to invest and get them? If you're a small business owner, you have more ability to be nimble, turn, test, move quickly than big companies do. And if you're starting out on a new journey with a new blog, new YouTube channel, new social media, and you don't have the awareness, the audience, the platform that some big influencer does, so what? Use your time in relatively obscurity to get better to get those practice reps in, to get those trials in, to just slowly build your craft. You think about it. A stand-up comedian, think about how they got started. There's some guys that are going to, they'll point at other people and say, well, they're just more talented at comedy than I am, so I'm not going to mess with it. And then you're going to have guys that maybe they're not as naturally funny as other people, but they really want to be a comedian. And so they go out and they get up an open mic night and they try it. And they try it, and they try it, and they get feedback. This hit, this didn't, this sucked, this was good. They keep getting reps over and over and over and over again. Night after night after night after night to two people, maybe six people in the audience, maybe ten people. Maybe sometime soon they'll start to get a little bit of an audience. They keep doing it over and over and over again. Those days, weeks, months, years, they add up. And pretty soon that comedian who wasn't naturally as funny as someone else was that's a bigger name suddenly passes them. They're more popular. They've got a bigger following. They're raking more in on their stand-up specials. But it's only because they initially used that disadvantage of not being as naturally funny to work harder at the craft. So this week, what are you going to work harder at? What are you going to be smarter about? Where are you going to make up for that disadvantage? By competing every day to get better. It's not about worrying about the things that you weren't born with, like certain talents or abilities. 
It's about doing the most with what you were born with. Make up for any disadvantages. Work your tail off. Compete every day. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of the Compete Everyday Podcast. Visit CompeteEverydayPodcast.com to learn how you can get connected with other everyday competitors. Contact the show and find resources to help compete for your best life.